Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Philadelphia Union as preseason is wrapping on up, guys. Welcome to PHLY Union Podcast. We've got Tyler Zuli, our producer, JP Zabata, myself, Renee Washington, and plenty to talk about as we wrap up preseason. Yeah. We're going to look back on preseason and our thoughts on the friendlies. We're going to look ahead on the season. We're going to talk about what's happening down with Inter-Miami and the links hmm. to Neymar uh, and Messi having a potential reunion. Plus, we got to talk about the lease of the kits and much, much more. Will, you are first in the chat here. Nice to have you here. TJ Scott off the Volley FC. That's <laughs> quite a, a, sh- a name there. Uh, yeah, no way the union can afford Neymar, but there is a team in the MLS that's trying to buy Neymar. Stay tuned. You'll find out at the very end of the show. Just kidding. You'll find out before then. All right, <laughs> but we will talk about Neymar. We will not drag this out and make you have to wait too, too long. But first things first, JP, before we even get into anything on the pitch, off the pitch, the Philadelphia Union hands down, one of my favorite teams in the city for this reason alone. They're always thoughtful. They always go the extra mile. They came by yesterday, actually, for Valentine's Day, but we wanted to make sure to share with you guys live on the show. They brought us some Valentine's. So I know you have yours also. The Philadelphia Union, moments before they tipped off their final friendly of preseason against the New England Revolution, took some time for their group that's here in Philly their communications department to bring us some gifts. So shout out to Nico, Amanda, Erica, yeah. everybody that's uh, is always thinking of us. Now, I just want to show you guys. You showed the top yeah. of it, but look at how cute. Oh, no, awesome. I, I tied this wrong. Look at how cute this box is. Heart-shaped. Lots of goodies in here. This is definitely going to be used after this, for sure, for some type of... Oh, my God. <laughs> Roses are red, but we're gold and blue. The XV jersey for someone special like oh, you. Oh, it's upside down. That's embarrassing. I like that. All right. Okay. <laughs> I love I that. I to show you guys upside down. It's, in my defense, it's upside down on the back. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that is so sweet of the union. They wrote us a nice, lovely Valentine's Day card. Anytime you can have a Roses are red... But we're gold and blue. Come on. Me, my Hallmark movie lover in me is, is, like, thrilled at this. I love the creativity. And that's not all we got, guys. They gave us some heart-shaped M&Ms Ooh, uh, yeah, or heart-shaped M&M case. Yeah. <laughs> but on the M&Ms are the players' names. Oh, my God. I didn't even know You know what? That. It's the little things. It's that's the little sick. details. I see Jim and Daniel and Dre and Ollie and Julian. Which, who do I want to eat first? 
Oh my god, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and then we got a scarf because you can never have too many scarves. Nah, never too many scarves. This one's good. Look at the quality on this one. All Heart right. shaped MMs. Where you think it goes? Obviously, baby? listen, the start of our seasons are never warm. So it's never. important. Oh, to actually, stay this one warm. is very. This is like a. Yeah, this will definitely do it for. I'm not going to lie, actually. Most scarves are kind of just for show. This Oop. is very thick. Yeah. This is yeah. very warm. So it actually says it, it right It feels like my here. neck is getting a hug. Because a lot of people are going to have those questions. Because a lot of people did oh, ask yes. as to why they didn't use them in the preseason game. I can't well, want stuff here. They're going to wear them in the home opener against Chicago on Saturday, February 24th. 7.30, be there at Subaru Park because they will wear the new kits, which we will show in just a little bit. So they do have a nice note about the new jerseys. The 2024 XV jersey, which also in Roman numerals is 10, pays homage to the club's beginnings while looking forward to what the future holds. Love it. Is it homage or homage? Or I always get that homage, word wrong. I think, but, you know, <laughs> don't, don't count me on that. Tyler. <laughs> homage. Homage? Yeah. Like you don't say the, the H. It's yeah. homage. 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 I just feel like it should be homage. Homage. All right, guys. Homage is a different word. Right? Homage oh, that's is what a I'm word. I'm getting it confused with. Homage, homage is also a word. And to think I won the spelling bee. Thank God someone speaks English here. All right. <laughs> so then, oh, wait. Let me just show you this cute this handy dandy compartment it. in the bottom. Like, this is adorable that there's. A... And here we go. Showcase what you got in All three, right. two, one. Oh, oh my god. She's here. She's beautiful. Look at that. I love I it. I went with my favorite number, three. I went with 13. Oh, I like that. Three and three. I love it. This is the this official is so jersey. We've got the MLS patch, the Apple TV patch. Of course, on the other side, we've got the IBX patch on the sideline. Uh, this is beautiful. so nice, and it looks greater in person. Seeing the pictures and videos online as the union officially released the new kits, I was like, oh, you know what? This is It's very sleek. It's very edgy. I love this stripe down the middle and the return of that. Which yeah, in itself is a beauty. You're, you're a fan of the stripe. I like it down the because center? you know what? There's only so many ways to, to design a jersey. Having the light blue down the side and on and like lining the back is also a very nice touch, JP. Because I, I feel like it, about it. it yeah. outlines it and brings it all together. Yeah, this is so. It's interesting because so for many years I've been, I was part of the Kit Collective and this was one of the the topics of discussion. The Sweating. The <laughs> you are. All right. <laughs> The stripe down the center, Renee, has been such a controversy with Union fans. Obviously, the older fans who were there in 2010 love it because, uh, for obvious reasons. Oh, yeah. The younger fans may not be a big fan about it, but, Renee, what I love the most about this is I think that this is a great medium. I think that this mm. obviously honors this, the, the first jersey with the center stripe, but it looks a little bit different. Obviously, it's a little bit abstract. It's not too barish like that first jersey yeah. was in 2010. It's very so, modern. It's go. very clean. You mentioned the details <laughs> of it. It's just a very clean kit. It's nice. And I know in the chat, uh, there is actually a price tag on this one. I don't know if we should read the price tag out there. <laughs> but I know, Jose, you're asking if it feels $195 worth. It's not $195. That's the, what I will say. These are the replicas, yeah, right? Yeah, this is not. They authentic. Actually, I don't know how to, I don't know. It's made in Colombia. Hey. I don't know how to actually verify that. Columbia. I mean, it's got all the right, like, all the patches are there. It, it feels does. legitimate and it feels real. 
Where did it tell you that? <laughs> I, I mean, uh, I'm just assuming because it, it, the price in here. It, I'm that's what I feel like. It might be yeah. the replica. This Although I had heard these were about $100. Yeah, so that's kind of the debate or the, the I guess, the criticism right now with the new yeah. kits throughout the league. Uh, the authentics are going for 194 I believe. The replicas are going for around 100 yeah. We talked about it before. The prices continue to go up, and this year it seems to be the highest and it's just unfortunate because, like, Renee, obviously, this is free marketing, that essentially. Beauty. It's for, beauty. For a fan to just buy for a couple, you know, maybe like $100, if that. Mm -hmm. uh, it's free marketing. So it is a little bit interesting, the fact that they are pricing it this high. Obviously, Adidas runs the jerseys here for our league. So that's obviously something to keep in mind, too. But yeah. that definitely is the, the, the part that does suck about this. But this kit in general, it's it's beautiful. They keep knocking oh, out the park every so single nice. time. So nice. Yeah, I mean, this is very kind of the union to give us a nice Valentine's like this. And yes, to their question, I mean, I hope you guys are able to go to the home opener February 24th. Uh, very, very soon. We're just about a week away. Of course, we'll just see. less than a week away from the opener of the season against Aprisa. Now, this is a custom jersey. So, you know, to our question of like authentic or replica, like, of course, it's not real. It's it's our jerseys, and we don't play for the union. Um, but I know you guys in the chat are talking about the jerseys as well. Don't know if it's made by Fanatics. I haven't seen all the controversy around Fanatics as well, guys. We've been paying attention. Let me fold this so I can make it look prettier. But I like it. I like the color mixture. I like the way they tied in the gold with the light blue, with the navy. I think it's it's sleek, but it's not over the top or forced or anything like that. You know, I'm, I'm all about the sleekness of a jersey, and it looks professional. So... Thank you to the union. Um, I did keep my M&Ms out because maybe, just maybe, I'll find myself snacking on them during the show because why not? Seriously, thank you. This is <laughs> awesome. Obviously, getting the kit is really special, so super thankful for that. But this is a really well the box itself. Gift, yeah. I I don't know what I don't know what to do with it because the box is really cool. I feel like most time when you get gifts from people, you just kind of discard. Unfortunately, the you box is the wrapping. I recycle them. I have a whole. Ain't she? Okay, you know me well enough. I am the. I have a whole gift thing <laughs> of um, tissue paper and bags and cards. You like, I'm it. always ready for any occasion. So this will not fit in that compartment. It's a little, big, a little bit bigger. It doesn't fold up, but very nice. All right. So that being said, with the official 2024 kits being released means we are officially getting ready to wrap up preseason. Now, of course, the final friendly was Wednesday, yesterday. Yeah. But, you know, we are still in those final in-betweens of preseason before the official kickoff of the season. So with that, I feel like, JP, it's a great time for us to reflect back on what we've seen so far. Of course, we had, have had a chance to see a couple of matches live virtually. Thank goodness for that YouTube stream Thank on you. Wednesday. Yes. And then, uh, of course, following elsewhere for like the live vlogs to be able to see what's going on <laughs> so we definitely have been able to hear some sounds from jim Curtin. we've heard from different players i know uh all way through makanya spoke we heard from marcus anderson we've heard from uh Mikel ua and julian carranza different guys have you know spoken to whether it's for the union side or just the pressers that we've had a chance to hear from what are some of the main things that jump out at you as we're wrapping up preseason? I guess just like the kind of the, the whole psyche of the team is very positive right now. Obviously, the way last year ended, and I'm sure, like, listen, they're not blind, they're not deaf. They kind of hear what goes on around the team. Everyone's yeah. a little frustrated with the 
the lack of, I guess, ambition this offseason. And so this team comes in extremely hungry. There's a lot of doubt for guys like Daniel Gazak, Ua Karansa. So the chip on their shoulder is definitely something to look forward to. Uh, you know, watching Wednesday's game, a nil-nil draw against the New England Revolution. That was a good tune-up here before Saprissa. That's the one I wanted to watch. And thank, mm-hmm. thank you again thank you. to the Philadelphia Union for <laughs> giving us that live stream. You know, watching that first half, Renee, um, just felt the same union. Felt yeah. like I was watching the 2023 Philadelphia Union, and that's the one thing that we are aware, worried about. I want to give a big shout-out to a former guest that we had here on the show, Kevin Kincaid. He put out a article here today on Crossing Broad that was absolutely spot-on about just kind of mm-hmm. the feeling that we all have about this team. It's like, how do we get excited about a team that's running it back with this team that, didn't, that made it only to the semifinals last year? And watching them play in that last preseason match, the one that we actually got to watch, it looked like the 2023 team. So yeah. there are some some new pieces, some younger pieces, but the starting lineup's still in place. And I'm just hoping that just the hate and just maybe the voices, you know, creating that, you know, like that Michael Jordan effect, like I took that personally, like that type of effect mm. on the mentality of this team will take them farther. But it's just going to be really tough for this team again with the Eastern Conference that we keep talking about getting better. How is this team going to separate themselves from the likes of Orlando, Miami, Columbus, or Cincinnati? So it's going to be a real challenge throughout the year. Well, first things first, is that's ironic you bring up MJ because that's the second <laughs> time that I've talked about Michael Jordan on a show today. I won't get into the <laughs> deep dive that I spoke about earlier when I was saying that Mike, uh, uh, excuse me, LeBron James is my goat, not Michael Jordan. That okay. opened a whole can of worms. I bet but you know, to each their own, to each their own. Who Whoever is your goat, go for it. Uh, LeBron is my goat. And then Michael Jordan's up there, too. Um, But anyways, as you mentioned, just kind of the team itself and the makeup, as we had on Tuesday a chance to really take a look at the rest of the league. And for anybody that missed it, JP and I on Tuesday ran through our predictions for who we feel like is going to finish at the top and the bottom of the standings for the East and the West. And the East was the most challenging for For me. First of all, I just had deja vu. Weird. Uh, (laughs) Secondly, like actual deja vu. Secondly, the East was the most challenging because I felt like, wait a minute, with the union, they're not they're they're so widespread that they could finish top three they could finish middle of the pack they could finish in the bottom of the pack like the east is so competitive so when you look bigger picture at what's needed to be able to manage and and hang with the longevity of the season the uh, the high level of games that you're playing you know there's no drop off in any game CONCACAF to MLS anything else there's never a drop off there's never a game you can quote unquote take easy there's no team that you can just go into a game and say oh you know we're just going to roll past them so it's a lot that we have in terms of expectations on the union and watching how other teams have been making adjustments definitely makes you nervous and I know we're going to get into some of those adjustments later around the league but it makes me wonder did they do enough now at this point We don't know. All we have to go off of is just waiting and seeing. But I will say when I watched them play on Wednesday, I didn't like the movement. I thought they did a good job of, you know, having multiple guys making runs, showing for the ball, providing options. That was something that I drastically wanted to see improve from last year, where the union weren't as stagnant in their offense and Mm -hmm. as predictable. So the, the overlapping runs, the interchanging, that was there. I did see that from the midfielders, from the, you always get that from, Kai Wagner, Mbizo getting forward, Nate Harrell getting forward. But I feel like you saw more of it, especially in the midfield, with them and the forwards kind of working off of each other. Uh, Two people that I was looking to watch specifically, 
Daniel Gazdag, Mikhail Ua, both of them I thought did a much better job of yeah. peeling off the defenders, creating that separation. Uh, Ua had a great opportunity in the second half from Kai Wagner's feed out wide, perfectly threaded pass in behind. He timed his run. Uh, Ua was able to beat the defender inside, get a good look on it. So those are the types of things I'm looking for because the other side of it, and we saw this Wednesday, we've seen this in the past friendlies, this team still heavily relies on flank services, set pieces. Hmm. It's a lot of that type of um, predictable attack. So I did enjoy that in Wednesday. That was kind of the first time I saw a little bit more of a mixture of attacks because to your point, TJ, it is absolutely the definition of insanity to do the same thing and expect different results. And that's not only about the roster, but that's also about the tactical side as well. This team cannot be a team that just lives and dies off of set pieces or off of every everything is around corner kicks or Kai Wagner (laughs) services into the box. You need more from that. So I do feel like at the end of the day, when I looked Wednesday, I can take a step back and say it's still early. There's still things they're going to be working on. But one slight positive that we did take away, that I took away at least, was they were trying some new things at least. Yeah. Trying. Yeah. Um, we also saw a couple opportunities where like kind of like on a, on a low block, they went, went full feel on a transition. So different mm-hmm. stuff like that. would like them to look. I wouldn't say that, you know, it's only a couple of times you saw it, but I want to see them more in sync when it comes to the counterattack. Because yeah. at times last year, it just kind of just fell apart at the end there but you really bring up some good points here the last two seasons where more soccer got put onto the schedule the union Mm -hmm. have found themselves at times through some streaks that you saw like a couple of draws maybe a (laughs) loss put in there but just just matches where you lost some points on the results there so you know you look at the beginning of this season Renee, it starts off in the beginning because you got champions league schedule or champions Mm -hmm. cup scheduling to start it off and then right off the bat SKC, you'll be in. Uh, you'll you'll be in SKC. You got Seattle. You got Austin, Portland. That's mm-hmm. those are some tough opponents. So right off the bat, you're gonna, you're gonna get a, the union are gonna get that test. So we're gonna find out real quick here about the union about some of that depth because you might have to rotate a little bit here in this early part of the congested season. But it, it's <sighs> gonna it's with the t- how tight this East is. It's every point is extremely important mm-hmm. for the union. Like we talk about, fatigue cannot be an excuse again this year. The lack of tactical flexibility cannot be excuse as well this year. Yeah, yeah. I know, Rainiel. What's up, Rainiel? In the chat, you're mentioning the new jerseys. You missed it. We did a reveal early because the union actually gifted us our very own custom uh, jerseys. This is Love mine. It. I went with my favorite. This is not my college number, but number three was always my favorite number after, uh, of course, Allen Iverson she, growing up. Renee is your new starting center back of the Philadelphia <laughs> I Union. I would not she play took, center back. You took, the, you took Jack Elliott's number. No. <laughs> well, I'm, the, I'm taking number three and going into the attack. I'd love to play in the midfield. Put me in Coach Jim, I'm ready. I'm ready to jump in the midfield. Uh, the jerseys look good. The team looks okay, but there are some positives. Hopefully, we can get some more flash like we got from these beautiful jerseys that they released. But I will say, uh, in terms of the new faces, obviously, we know Oliver Zemla is going to be a great addition and net this season, and hopefully, uh, will be able to step up when his name's called on. Marcus Anderson's been another one, yeah. and I know he had. A chance to chat with uh, the unions. I believe it was Sage who was actually talking to him. I could yeah. only see an arm, but she does a great job with them with all their digital content. So I'm assuming it was her and was just talking about his experiences and how, you know, he's been finding his way. And for Marcus specifically, he was mentioning various things about how he's, you know, learning a lot. He's, you know, starting to um, 
between the older guys and the younger guys that are the same age as him. He's he's figuring out his way in the league. They've been really helping him a lot. And he was just saying how amazing the group is and how excited he is to get started. You know, it is an adjustment for, for Marcus Anderson. We know he grew up in New York. He's still very young. He's someone that played with various teams in, you know, on the East Coast. So even having that East Coast background, you know the importance of soccer in this area and how much we pride ourselves on, you know, the grind and that underdog mentality because New York also has that as well. But then even having played in Europe, uh, specifically in Spain. So he's had a lot of great experiences. And I know one comment he made was like, you know, I'm happy to be back home. And being able to, like, be somewhere where I can speak English. Um, but, <laughs> but overall, for Marcus Anderson, what I liked about the, the glimpses, and I haven't seen enough. I'm, I'm not one to just jump. If you guys know one thing about me, I'm not a bandwagon person. I'm a very late adopter. It takes time to, like, win me over. So I don't just mm-hmm. jump right in with whatever seems flashy and exciting. So Marcus Anderson, what I've seen so far is he's got a good touch on the ball, good size and strength, speed is there, he's got all the intangibles. He also seems like he moves well off the ball, Mm -hmm. and he seems like he's got a nose for the goal. So what I've seen from the runs he's tried to make, whether it's, you know, off of a service or combining as they're getting forward, he's one that's looking to play off the back shoulder of defenders, looking to get in behind, looking to stretch your attack, and you need that from your forward. You need someone that's going to make those diagonal runs and draw out the center backs, or sometimes check back to... the, The point of the forward is to move your opponent's center backs especially but definitely their back line and if he's constantly moving and they have to worry about him it's allowing you to unbalance your opponents and I've seen that from him from the practice footage from the limited times of uh, game footage we've been able to see them it seems (laughs) like Marcus is that forward that wants to take players on 1v1 make runs and just help create so I like him so far and actually I feel like he can fit in really well I know Jim was talking about him the point of bringing him in was not to just be another piece on the roster, just to be another name. It was to be somebody that can start and contribute. And I could see that from Marcus Anderson. Still very young, obviously. Still has a lot of uh, just work to do in terms of getting comfortable and getting confident, uh, which will t- which will come with time. But I do feel like Marcus Anderson's got a lot of potential there. Yeah, he, you're spot on again on, on Marcus Anderson. He's doing a lot of things that Jim is liking. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, the talent is there. The raw talent is there, and but. It's just crazy how well he's fitting in already. And, like, when I think of that, Renee, like, I think about some of the the other 20-year-olds or, like, under-21 players that have come into this first team and have fit in seamlessly. Like, you look at, I think, last one was, like, Leon Flock, and he's been a staple for this team since Mm -hmm. 21. And so what it tells me, Renee, here in the long term, with a a kid here who's young, who's already fitting in well, has great on the attack, hungry, he he's going to find himself in this rotation throughout the season. And, you know, Jim always talks about it may not be your time right now to be in the starting lineup, but we're going to rely on you later on in the season, especially when the schedule gets a little bit hectic. And Marcus Anderson could be finding himself into this rotation. One thing I, I do question again is where does he fit within this team? We mm-hmm. always talk about the two forward system. He seemed to be more comfortable as a winger, not necessarily meaning that he won't fit in here, kind of like, you know, the, the struggles we've had walking Torres, but I just want to see how we can make him fit. There's a couple players, like we're trying to figure out their position exactly, but some of the stuff that he's showing, he's Jim's going to find a way to put him out on that pitch, and he's shown that plenty of times. So keep, keep doing what you're doing, Marcus. It's interesting he's wearing 35, just like Jamiro Montero did as well. Uh, like some of the control that he has as well, kind of like Jamira did. So I'm excited to see from Marcus Anderson. Yes, yes. Um, I know, Rainey, you're saying you're going to watch the live stream over 
when uh, when we're done just to hear about the New Jersey. Uh, yes, absolutely. I know I watched back the game actually today because I feel like it's always great to, to rewatch, especially we've got time um, to be able to rewatch and kind of look at some other things that you may have missed the first time around. But I think Marcus... Uh, even Joaquin Torres, he he looked he looked good. He's I I like what he adds. I just like players so that want to try. I like players that try something different. Don't come out there and play safe. You know, soccer's not that type of sports in general are not like that. You can't play safe and try to play perfect. You have to try to take risks and see how you can add something different, some flair. And I think that Marcus Anderson has shown that in his, in his spurts. So is Joaquin Torres. Uh, there's been a couple others that stick out to me that I'm like, okay, you know what? You're trying. You're looking to do something different. You're looking to help your team score. Chris Donovan, another one. So I like so far what we've seen, but I do still in the back of my mind always move and hold things with a grain of salt, I should say, because it's such a long season and there's a lot that we're going to have to keep an eye on as the season wears on. I just also kind of look look at Marcus's upbringing. Like he comes from a hotbed of soccer Mm -hmm. here in the United States, and that is New York. All the boroughs, mainly like Bronx, Manhattan, Brooklyn. You got a lot of different cultures from all over the world that migrate to that area and so these kids who grew up loving soccer get to play with other cultures and so they kind of like pick off from one mm-hmm. another there's a lot of great talent in the united states i think i look like timothy way matt miazga those different types of talents that come from that new york area area and just kind of grew and you saw that them go to europe or go to an mls team marcus anderson got that experience in third division spanish mm-hmm. soccer where it may be a little uncomfortable he talked about the fact that he's happy he gets to come back and play in english but going to another country where you don't know the language um it's you're playing with a bunch of grown-ass men as well that could really help you build your mental so that's probably why he seems so mature so early on that's really yeah. cool to see and you know who else can help you build and that's for planning for your future it's mortgage cs so over that's at right. mortgage cs which stands for mortgage concierge service they are a white glove service that really helps to make sure they're <laughs> alleviating as much stress around the house buying process. Now at Mortgage CS, they provide a lot of different options, especially with the spring purchase market here and heating up quickly. Mortgage CS is making sure to help their clients, those first time home buyers, or maybe you're looking to buy that second home or your dream house, whatever it is you're looking to purchase. Mortgage CS wants to make sure you are prepared. You are equipped to be able to put in the best offer possible. You are also able to have all your questions answered. They provide 24 seven service, They work coast-to-coast and are licensed coast-to-coast, working with various states around, in this area specifically, Pennsylvania, Delaware, New Jersey. They're also out uh, west and working with California, Colorado, down south with Florida, South Carolina. So lots of different states that they're working with as they're licensed coast-to-coast, providing everyone the opportunity in those respective states to get educated, to empower their clients, and just helping their clients obtain ultra-competitive rates. Mortgage CS also offers refinancing options. So they help with that aspect as well of including rate and term refinances for a rate or payment reduction, cash out refinances, tapping into home equity, and just making smart choices for those, especially with high interest debt or funding home projects. So Mortgage CS helps in a lot of different areas. And the biggest thing is you can reach out to them via text, call, email, any time of any day. You can contact their CEO, Ben. His phone number is actually right on your screen. You and his number is 267-391-7425. You can also reach Reach out via email at ben at mortgagecs.com. Call, text, email any time of, time of day to Ben and Alec. 
You can also check out mortgagecs.com slash P-H-O-Y to get started today. So when you hear the word mortgage, think of Mortgage CS. Think of Mortgage Concierge Service, the independent mortgage broker right here in Philadelphia, providing you all the insight, support that you need to feel educated and empowered when you're going through your refinancing options, first-time home buyers, looking to retire, whatever it is you're looking to do, Mortgage CS has you covered. So the, this advertisement is not a commitment to lend or extend credit. Mortgage CS is an equal housing opportunity mortgage broker. All loans are subject to credit approval. Certain restrictions may apply. Company NMLS ID number 1464766. And you can visit mortgagecs.com for more information. Awesome. Well, let me also talk to you guys about another dear friend of ours, our sponsor here as well, Factor Foods, ladies and gentlemen. Factor Meal Kits, I'm sorry. So Factor Meal Kits, ladies and gentlemen, it is the best way in today's day and age where we're all having a hectic schedule. We got kids. We got multiple jobs. We're trying to create a podcast as well. Well, your time is all dedicated to other things. Food kind of gets thrown to the side and that's why you want to maybe go out and get that McDonald's, you know, five for five deal. But ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Factor Meal Kits makes it five for five. <laughs> Factor Meal Kits makes it super easy and best of all, it is healthy. And they also have a, they do a great job of catering to your dietary restrictions or diet your diet preferences as well. I'm someone who likes a little more protein-based stuff in my diets. I, I like some carbs, but I also prefer a lot more veggies, and that's why we love Factor Meal Kits because they work with you. And of course, they have some of the best meals that are restaurant great. The quality is almost like you're eating at a restaurant. And of course, we've done the math for you as well. Factor is less expensive to take out, and every meal is 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 a dietitian approved and is nutritious and delicious as well. That's the most important part as well. So if you guys are interested in Factor Meal Kits, which I highly recommend, head on over to factormeals.com slash union50. Again, factormeals.com slash union50. And then use the promo code union50 for 50% off, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. Factormeals.com slash union50. Get 50% off. Make your dinners easier today. Check out Factor Meal Kits. And thank you to our friends over at Factor Meal Kits. All right. Well, uh, Chef JP, because guys, JP is low-key a chef in the kitchen. <laughs> so when, he, when he's talking about eating nutritious food, he knows what he's talking about. That's right. Um, also, I did enjoy just learning a little bit more about just my last thing on last things on the union for me. Oweithi Makanya, who had a chance to sit down with with Sage Hurley and talk about you know just the process of getting signed, the news, how it caught him off guard, um, <laughs> the move being life changing, how he's really just trying to provide for his family and do something so for them, and being able to represent South Africa, being able to represent his family, being able to represent the union, all these different you know communities that he finds valuable to him that are close to him, I should say, that he's actively looking to make sure that every time he takes a pitch, he's doing it for them. So I, I always enjoy hearing things like that because that. you know everybody comes from something, a different background, different experiences, specifically for a way through, he was mentioning how he would skip school a lot of times to go play soccer. Like, yeah. that's all he ever wanted to do. And he, his parents would get a call like, where is he? He's not in school. He'd be <laughs> out playing soccer somewhere. So I all love that. Off. It definitely paid off. His confidence is growing. He said he's learning from all these center backs, especially Damian Lowe, because Damian also, much like Oweifu, left his family, left home um, in that sense, being that he is Jamaican, leaving home. He also has that same experience of understanding what that's like. So he's like being able to relate to him and connect with him in a deeper way that 
is meaningful. And we all need that support of someone else that understands the grind, understands the struggles that you're yeah. going through and what you're feeling. And so he was saying how all the center backs have helped him, specifically Damian Lowe, That's has awesome. been just helpful in connecting even with those, you know, emotional, mental aspects of the game outside of just what's on the pitch. So I think someone like him, Marcus, um, obviously <clears throat> we're seeing Quinn's emergence now. You're getting the layers of the now versus the future. And that's important too, that as you're building the players that are making an impact now, Nate, Quinn, Jack, McGlynn, that you, oh, that rhymes too. <laughs> that you also have that next wave that's learning, that's in the background, like getting those meaningful reps in practice, taking, the, taking their lumps now, because yeah. you need to start planning for who's gonna re replace Andre Blake, who's gonna replace Jacob or Jack at center back. Uh, you know, these are the types of tough, but realistic conversations that are going to be had in the future, but that's coming up very soon. So I like that a player like him has a chance to learn from them, and you never know what's going to hold, uh, the future's going to hold. Damian Lowe, who would have thought he would be such an intricate part of this team already? You know, there's always a need, and as you mentioned, with so many games, you never know when you're going to, an, an injury may happen, fatigue may happen, just the the conflicts of having, you know, the overlap of, of schedules with the MLS and international games. So, I like learning a little bit more about him. I love that story. No, for all the way through, it, it's going to be extremely important for him to just be a sponge. That's literally what mm -hmm. you got to do right now. Learn from these great center backs. And part of the union way that we're trying to grow here is just that constant cycle of developing and passing on that right. tutelage. You know, I look back at um, with when Gooch was here, being able to mentor Mark McKenzie and Austin mm -hmm. Trusty. Mark McKenzie then being able to do that for a guy like Jack Elliott and Jakob Glezis. And now the cycle continues. Glezis and Elliott doing that with Lowe and then hopefully Lowe passing that on to, to Makahanya as well. And I love you bringing up that story because that is what separates a lot of players. You know, he's playing for more than just, you know, obviously the game of soccer. He's playing for his family. He's playing mm -hmm. for the pride of his country. And it hits so close to home. Like, I, I remember uh, when Lucho, with Lucho Diaz, who's now a star player for Liverpool, when he was coming up through the Colombian ranks, he came from an indigenous soccer league that's super, yeah. super small. A skinny little kid. He grew with Atletico Junior, Porto, and now he's killing it for the worldwide with Liverpool. And it's like stories like that. You hear about his love for the game, his love for, you know, his indigenous family as well. And, you know, hearing about him skipping school, like I remember hearing stories about Carlos Valderrama and him yeah. working three hours in the crack of dawn, then going to school, then going to soccer a long day. So it's truly special, but it's those type of moments where you appreciate more of the player. And, and that's what's really going to take Makahani in a long way. And he's obviously got a lot of the raw ability, but it's just now about learning. He's really young. He's like 21, I believe. So mm -hmm. the sky's the limit here for Makahanya. And... Um, this union way continues, right? It's it development and repeat. It does. It's exactly that. It's a cycle of always having that next group ready so that when you need them, they're able to step up and deliver. Exactly. Um, Will, what's up? Uh, I know you Double. said you like the new uniforms also. Rainiel, everybody that's here, make sure you're hitting that thumbs up button. Join the conversation with us. Let's shift off of talking. Here's, oh, here, last thing for you. Here's the most important part about the uniforms that we never <laughs> ask only until the first game. What do the pants or the shorts look like with this? That's going to be the key. Mm, it's got to be the navy also with a light blue. It's because you got to continue with the bottom piece. Like it's got to right? run through the bottom. So I think with the back of this having this like light blue, I wouldn't be surprised if somehow like the shorts are kind of the reverse of their light blue shorts where it's navy with like the light blue stripe. I was gonna That's say, my guess. What if they decide to go light blue shorts? Oh no! Oh. Don't mismatch. It's gotta be the same. These gentlemen, it's DC, gotta be the same. 
same. Listen, DC a couple years ago decided like to do with the the black because they were always black black kit, black shirt, black shorts. Boo. New England was always the navy blue with the navy shorts. What if we go light blue? Boo! I like the all light blue. The mismatch is so like oh, you know we find sports. Out? You know we find out. Tyler, go put on E. Uh, was it E A F C twenty four? Since they want to leak everything. No, well, so it, true. Be, be, between that and uh, I think we've now had two NBA teams leak their oh, MLS. Oh, really? Look. The Denver Nuggets did it last night. They, hey, they leaked, make your they, own, they leaked your own the news. Rapids uh, jerseys, and and uh, Rapids fans are like, uh, cool, but <laughs> bruh. Were you talking about the Justin Holiday picture? Uh, it may have been. I didn't see it. Um, I like I, I, it. Didn't, I didn't see who it was. I that's just saw funny. the picture from afar. Okay. That's we are funny. in the day and age where players and teams are leaking their own news and dropping their own trades and moves. <laughs> yeah. No, nothing, and better, nothing better than a per me. I, drop. Yeah. <laughs> I just got traded. Who's the source, bro? Me. <laughs> Us. Literally the Denver Nuggets. <laughs> Oh, that's gold. Hey, but it's, I mean, why not? Why wait for, why let somebody else drop news about you? Like, oh, I'm going to be traded to this team per me. I like it. Might as well. I mean, in this day and age, why not just you be the you breaking the platform. The Most, a lot of people podcast themselves or everybody's on social media on some one way or the other. So drop, drop your news. Um, <laughs> I think it's going to be Navy. Please don't be gold. I could tolerate a light blue, but I don't like mismatched shorts and tops anymore. I'm over those days. I might just be stirring the pot, but I'm curious to see what the shorts Yeah, you are stirring the pot. It's got to be navy with maybe even somehow continuing this stripe of the gold and the light blue. But we'll find out very soon. And what we also finally found out is the details of Brandon Craig's loan. Honestly, we knew that the loan to El Paso Locomotive FC was happening, but we officially got the details because it it always takes time. Too bad Brandon didn't... uh, Dropped the news himself. But (laughs) (laughs) he is going to the USL's El Paso Locomotive FC. Um, That is through 2024. He originally had signed a contract with the union back in 2021. We haven't seen Craig get opportunities in the MLS. Uh, He made his debut against DC United back in 2022. And then even after playing with Often FC in 2023 on loan, didn't really get didn't get time there so you know finally we get the official details of the fact that yes he is going to El Paso Locomotive FC which we already knew but now it's officially officially official uh so that was that was great to see and also JP something else that's great to see is delicious bagels because over at Bagels and Co they have you covered with all the best eats that you ever could want breakfast lunch or dinner bagels and co is the place to go and shout out to bagels and co they took time to not only join us at reading terminal market for our live shows we did then but also to come by not too long ago um sometime in the beginning of the new year and they came by and dropped off some delicious bagels they allowed us to be able to taste and and test different options that they have they've got so many cream cheeses and bagels options here's how many if you were wondering 15 to 20 large size bagels that they have fresh out of Bagels & Co. each and every day. And then also 30 cream cheeses and schmears that you can always test out. They have different flavors that are seasonal. So we just had Valentine's Day, Galentine's Day, depending on however you refer to it. That's all I'm going to say about Valentine's Day. Um, St. Patrick's Day is coming up. They have yeah. sports-specific ones, so Philly sports-themed uh, ones as well. Because at Bagels & Co., they are giving you Brooklyn-style bagels right here made in Philadelphia giving you that mom and pop shop feel of 
brotherly love with your bagels. Who doesn't <laughs> love that? So for those huge bagels that are that Brooklyn style or New Jersey style bagel, large varieties and also at an affordable price. That part is very key because you can eat well without having to spend and break the bank. So for affordable prices, much cheaper than, I know, (laughs) much cheaper than the larger (laughs) franchises out there. Bagels and Co. has all that you need for the best Brooklyn style bagels made right here in Philly. And you can head to thebagelsandco.com, find the location nearest you and sink your teeth into a delicious Breakfast sandwich, lunch sandwich, a bagel, whatever it is you're looking to buy at Bagels and Co. Mm, delicious. Love it. You know what else I do love, Renee? I love our other dear sponsor in game time. Ladies and gentlemen, obviously it is PHLY Sports. So obviously, listen, you can use the game time app for all your uni games coming up. Sixers and Flyers still in season. Phillies are also coming in season as well. But guys, I want to talk to you about some of the concerts that are coming up and why? Because there's a lot of good names. It's that concert are coming. season. It is concert season. I'm looking uh, at the list right now. Blink-182 is coming to Philly. Olivia Rodrigo is coming to Philly. Zach Bryan. Bruce Springsteen. Shout Asbury Park. Uh, Sean Paul, uh, I just saw that yesterday Fade came out with his tickets. The tickets are on sale right now. Bad Bunny in, in April. So, guys, with all this coming in, why not use our dear friends over at the Game Time app? Stressful buying is no longer a thing. Download the free app and check out all the great prices they have right now. The best part is you can see your seat before you buy. Ooh. Hidden fees are no, no longer a thing with the Game Time app. You will know exactly what you pay, when you will pay it. And of course, right now, ladies and gentlemen, we got you hooked up with that co- promo code PHLY for the first purchase over at the Game Time app. You'll get $20 off, ladies and gentlemen. And of course, again, thank you to our friends over at the Game Time app. Use the promo code PHLY on your first purchase for $20 off. And of course, I might have to put in my uh, my cash app or something because with all these concerts, you're going to need to help out your boy. All right. <laughs> Not a shameless plug for yourself. Uh, here's my cash app. Scan the QR code. Backslash JP Zapata. Scan that QR code because I need some money, okay? Look, I love that for you. I'm excited for concert season. I also have some concert circles on my calendar that I'm trying to get to Usher. We going to Usher, yeah. I just want to get your attention. I'll be there. He, I don't, I don't want to hear the hate. He did good. He did he good. Real, he did really People good. People are never. There's always going to be someone that hates Super Bowl performances because at the end of the day, it's halftime. Yeah. It's not a real concert, guys. If you want the concert, go see Usher in concert. But moonwalking but, on the turf. Right. He, but he. The problem is, everyone's like he did too much. Blah 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 blah. I liked it because he was giving you like one line, two lines of each song, moving on to the next. It was a great promo for his concert. He always gives you the stage presence and performance. He was roller skating. He was dancing. Oh, yeah, he was grinding right. on Alicia Keys. He Yo. gave you a little bit of everything. Her came out playing music. You had Alicia playing the piano. You had Lil John come out of the crowd, turned down for what? I was like, ah! Like like college me, yes, high school college me was going crazy, and I was sweating just like Usher. He put on a whole performance, and I don't know anybody that watched that. Okay, maybe I don't know actually. Let me rephrase this. There were a lot of people that watched that, like myself, that was dancing, singing, screaming, sweating because that was it was lit. I liked it. He had me swaying for sure. Yeah, I mean, I Usher was Lil John, Usher, Ludacris, Will I Am, Alicia Keys. Like that's my that's my childhood. That's my teenagehood, I should say. I honestly didn't recognize Lil John. 
without I didn't like either. The he looked skinnier, and, like, and his dreads weren't as big, and he definitely looked. Vegas changed. Yeah, <laughs> everyone's looking different these days. Everyone's looking different these days. We all got to move to Vegas. Shoot, I know. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I see. Then my my queen Beyonce dropped some music. Listen, yeah, she did. everything's great right now. Everything's fantastic World's on good. the music side. So some other quick things before we get into the biggest news, we're gonna wrap up with. Um, just wanted to share that the MLS did drop news that the MLS and MLSPA have worked together to implement a joint anti-discrimination policy and a player-led intercultural awareness training that's going to be rolling out. Now, shout out, first of all, to the Black Players for Change. I actually know a number of people involved in that. One day I'm going to have to have them on the show with us because the BPC does a good job of really helping to coordinate with the MLS, with the MLSPA, to make a lot of these initiatives possible at helping with diversity and inclusion, helping with equality, helping with just awareness. And so there are a number of different things that are going be rolled out with this new policy, including the fact that any players that are involved in a discriminatory incident will have the opportunity to speak confidentially. Confidentiality is key because mm-hmm. it makes people more comfortable speaking up with a trained facilitator who will then evaluate the situation and offer restorative plans. They also are going to be rolling out in general more restorative plans that include multiple sessions between the alleged offender and restorative practices facilitators. So just providing more opportunities for learning but also more awareness and more spots and ways to review these incidents, talk through these in- incidents, and then get them raised to the proper person. So I like the fact that they're adding in accountability, discipline, restorative practices, conversations and education around it, counseling around it, just a lot of nuances to this proposed policy that should drastically help because unfortunately, and I can say this as a woman of color that also went through my own incident. Soccer is one of the least diverse and inclusive and welcoming sports in that sense. It's very behind. And not just in the MLS or the United States, but around the world, soccer is behind. So this is a great step in that direction towards making it that any player doesn't have to worry about having bananas thrown at them or hearing the N-word or hearing any other racial slurs or anything like that, but can just play the sport that they love. No, I think that's ex- extremely important. I mean, these, I, honestly, like, I, I'll go as far as all of our American sports are kind of behind in all, in all of that, mm. not just the MLS. Um, I think this is definitely great, something that needs to be implemented for sure. Um, I'm curious, though, like, like, so obviously, like, with all these type big moves, this is definitely a big move that the mm-hmm. MLS did. So I, I think of it as a union fan. So, like, I look back at the situation that happened with Kai Wagner. So if, when that situation took place, if this would have been, if this rule was put in place when that happened, so I guess Kai Wagner would have been spoken to right away. I, I just yeah. look back at the situation where the union mentioned that uh, Bobby Wood also said something really, mm-hmm. really messed up as well to Kai Wagner. Nothing excusing Kai's comments whatsoever. But curious how that may have changed the, changed the situation as a whole. But yeah. I'm curious how this does get implemented. Unfortunately, we've had situations as of late, despite all of the, the, the strides that we have yeah. taken. Um, but definitely kudos to MLS. I think this is huge, and I'm hoping that the other leagues do fall suit as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there are things they kind of have in there that massage out exactly that because there's that in-between period where they're trying to confirm that it actually happened. Right. It's been reported. They're trying to confirm it. So they're going to have a policy advisory board um, that's going to continuously be, you know, making sure that these policies are getting implemented and are Good. effectively being implemented, I should say. They're also going to have um, in this where they're going to be releasing public statements and announcements Good. so that they're just going to keep people in the loop as to what's going on. You know, even if they're reviewing it, still kind of putting out something instead of I don't like when there's silence. Like, we've heard something racial happened or we've seen something discriminatory happen and then there's silence and then we're just waiting. 
No, we understand that you guys have to take time and talk about it. The least you can do is address it. Hey, we're in the midst of reviewing this. Uh, you know, we'll be following up with more details. That's all we need. That's all we need that it's been acknowledged and addressed and being figured out. Exactly. Um, and then also even things like they're going to have paid administrative leave while a review is going on so that it's not considered a discipline, but the player's not playing essentially while they're in the midst of determining if a violation has been occurred. So just some ways to kind of work around those gray areas, but also to make sure that they are just being more thorough too with what they're implementing and making sure that players are aware of the steps that they need to take. I love it. I do too. So shout out to the MLSPA, yeah. the Black Players for Change, the MLS for helping to grow the game in a positive way. Something else that could grow the game, I don't know if it's positive or not. Listen, Inter-Miami has been dealing with some issues. Mm -hmm. Allegedly, Inter-Miami is having some salary cap problems. This was <laughs> released on Twitter just Wednesday. I saw the first tweet come out. Sources are saying across the league that the club is desperately needing to shed salary and add GAM. Now, sources are saying that various players, Gregoire, Gene Moda, DeAndre Yedlin, Robert Taylor, Sergi Krivski, uh, are available and overall that the team is screwed is what executives had said because inner miami needs to figure out a way to come up with more allocation money or shed salary in order to be roster compliant in time for the season as we know inner miami has been spending 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 dating all the way back to adding Messi. they've added luis suarez they've added a lot of big money pieces and players and right now they are not league compliant so the league has not announced specific roster rules and regulations for 2024 yet, but based off of the 2023 rulings, the general allocation money that every team is allotted right now, the MLS, I'm excuse me, the Inter-Miami Inter is not in compliance with that. So shout out to Bogues who dropped that on Twitter because it also, JP, made it worse that within the next 24 hours, so honestly just recently, in addition to hearing that Inter-Miami's having salary cap issues, we also heard connections of none other than a reunion between Neymar, Messi, and Luis Suarez. Because Neymar came Emma out and son. said, and this is, of course, everybody ran with it, and I loved it, that Messi has been, excuse me, here's the exact quote from Neymar. Let me take it from the words of Neymar himself. <laughs> quote, I have spoken with Messi. He said that he wants me to come to Inter-Miami. End quote. That's it. That's all we needed for us to go crazy. Because my first thought was, we remember back 20, I wrote it down because I couldn't remember. It's been so long. 2023 was when Messi, Luis Suarez, Neymar all teamed up in Barcelona. Then 2017, Neymar moves on to PSG. Then 2021, Messi follows, goes to PSG. Now Messi moves to the MLS in 2023, and possibly Neymar could be following suit. Can we get a reunion of Luis Suarez, Messi, and Neymar that we had in the MLS. And what does this mean for the league and for the rest of the teams and for the growth of the league? It's a positive. But the rest of the teams, you got to be shaking in your boots because Miami, who needs to have their salary cap organized better, is also <laughs> possibly, and listen, it's just Neymar and Messi talking, but it's Neymar and Messi talking. People <laughs> listen when they talk. Possibly going to have Neymar to follow Messi's footing into my, what? This is all absolutely wild. And <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. Jeez. Messi wants Neymar in Miami. I want Christian Pulisic in Philadelphia. Like, I mean, I mean, obviously. Yeah, but when Mes Messi's one of those people, look, Giannis didn't like his coach. Coach is out. Doc Rivers is in Milwaukee. When your superstars like or dislike something, you figure out a way to make it happen. If Messi is saying he wants Neymar, 
Messi might go, might get Neymar. The situation's <laughs> so funny, Renee. It's like when like when a rich person is sh like sure maybe like $100 on buying that yacht that he wants and he can't get it because he's just $100 sure. This is what it kind of reminds me of. Like, it's it's a team that already is stacked and they need to unload some of these players. They're still trying to get a big player. Like, what are we doing? Well, first off, the, the Neymar stuff. I want to say this. I, I We don't have a clear-cut source that this conversation did happen. So, right. like, that to me, like, obviously, like, I'm sure Messi would love to have Neymar back in, in, or play back with Neymar. But the fact of the matter is, the roster situations within our league, they, it won't allow it to happen. And the fact is, Miami needs to shed off some of the players, as you mentioned, by February 20th. If not, we could see some serious implications. So this season for Miami, and, and it's funny because all this came out after we did our mm -hmm. top, uh, top three, bottom mm -hmm. three, where I we both had Miami in our top. I had him second. I think you had him third. But either... Second. Either no, third, you're right. My bad. Either way, like <laughs> we all predict this team to finish pretty high in Eastern Conference. How is this team actually going to... Obviously, you're going to have Messi. You're going to have Busquets. You're going to have Alba. You're going to have Luis Suarez. What, mm -hmm. what is the rest of this team going to look like? Is this team still going to be good enough to compete with the, some of the tops in the Eastern Conference? So it is honestly, Renee, a hilarious situation <laughs> because as a Union fan, I'm like, all right, Miami, well, how are you going to get yourself out of this one? Let's see it. I'm sitting here with my popcorn just watching Miami, sitting here seeing how the hell they're going to get out of this one. I still think Miami will be fine, but I think Miami needs to tame down their expectations and their hope. Just remember, you're not in UEFA. You're not in La Liga. You're not in, in League. Uh, you're in the MLS. Unfortunately, we do run like an American league. We do have a salary cap, and so you do have to maneuver way around it. But it doesn't mean you can't win. You know, they can mm -hmm. still win, but his situation is priceless. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Tyler, do you have the image of them? Because I just I just looked at this image on Twitter. Like there's been all these look at this. Look at this reunion we might get in the MLS. That's terrifying to think of. Now, this is a tweet. There were a lot of people tweeting things out, and I had to just pick one. Uh, this tweet coming out of an image of Messi, Neymar, and Suarez, of course, with Inter-Miami already having guys like Busquets. Uh, it's, it's, it's scary. I don't know how this deal would be made possible, but the fact that Inter-Miami found a way to bring in Messi and then found a way to bring in Luis Suarez uh, makes me think that anything's possible when it comes to them because they are not following any of the rules around salary caps, which is evident. And at all costs, they're trying to reload. Now, to your point, though, JP, I do feel like there's a couple sides to this. One, Inter-Miami is like David Beckham and Inter-Miami is like to hell with everything around rules, salaries, finances, payroll, because we're just trying to build the the best possible team. They're literally the Tom Hanks movie. They we're are. the captain now. <laughs> right. They're 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 shaking things up so much. They're showing the league, this is how we do it. Because <laughs> You are building this superstar team that we've only seen with Barcelona or PSG. Like, we have never seen a team like this in the MLS. And on top of that, even if they don't win a title and they fall short of that, because, yes, these are players and the reason why we had uh, Miami as our number three team for our projected rankings is because they are older. They're not in their prime. They've, you know, this it's a very long season. But at the end of the day, can you imagine if Neymar comes to Inter-Miami, ticket sales, TV deals. We just saw Messi in a Super Bowl commercial. Like, we're going to see them everywhere. It's literally going to change the trajectory of soccer because much like, actually, I feel like it mirrors the conversation I had with the Dodgers around Shoei Otani 
Freddie Freeman, Mookie Betts, where it's like, this is must-see TV. You're right. Where regardless of who you're a fan of, you're going to want to go see Inter-Miami play. I'm, I'm like, make it happen. Listen, sucks to suck for everybody else, union included, because when you play Inter-Miami, hold on. I don't know what's going to happen. But I would love to see this. I would love to see a Barcelona-type team in the MLS because the league has been needing that, to take that next step as a tier in terms of leagues, to be able to have the playmaking ability and the talent and the foot skills and the finances that inner Miami would provide it's it would be ridiculous it'd be scary but it'd be so exciting to yeah. watch my if inner I'm... child is like all it's like usher when i heard about usher being at the super bowl <laughs> performance all over again like messy this is everything you dream of <laughs> but uh no it's like if i'm if i'm messy in miami like why not look for like getting getting jar piquet to come out of retirement mm. getting victor val because like you need defense you need depth Maybe go down to South America and find some of those young South American players to bring here for some depth because it's obviously cheaper. The union would know well about that. But anyways, um, like I just like like I get it. Like Neymar's flashy, like you said, it's must watch TV. Everyone is gonna wanna kill each other to buy a ticket to watch Inter Miami. It's gonna be match. lines. It'll. Sorry to cut you off, but you I was just watching Iowa versus Nebraska college women's basketball. Caitlin Clark. I saw that. Eight uh, fell. Ended up falling short of breaking the record for uh, all time score but there was a line miles and miles and miles down the block of people waiting to get in to watch Iowa versus Nebraska women's <laughs> basketball like sports in general right now I feel like every league from college to professional has their face of superstardom that is really putting butts in seats and raising the level of of Everything, ticket prices, jersey, merchandise, the excitement. Like, I've never seen so much excitement around college women's basketball, soccer, you know, everything, baseball. It's the time is now. It's crazy. It's crazy. Star sell. Star sell. I, I don't know how the union didn't catch that one, but they didn't catch that. <laughs> Well, I, I forgot we're on a union show because I feel like I'm just getting a little too excited about Inner Miami. This might become a I. What would what would Miami be? M M M. If we were instead of PHOI sports, if we were uh, Miami, we'd be, we'd oh, be that's like. A good question. What would be M I A A? No, we don't use vowels. It would be M. I know. That's what, like M M M M M M M M. Welcome to MM MM Sports. Uh, let's. This is MMMM Inner Miami FC because. Oh my God, uh, <laughs> interesting. Let's get to that. I feel like I'm fangirling over here a little bit. It just when you think about soccer and where it's been in this country, where there was a time the the main soccer player that Americans could name was David Beckham. Yeah. And you would have so many household names. You'd have so many more kids that are looking up to the MLS. And overall, it just. Messi alone is busting the door open for other players because it's like, wait a minute, if Messi can do it, I can do it. I don't have to go to Saudi Arabia to yeah. get paid. I can go to the MLS, get paid well, get endorsements, get commercial deals, you know, be able to live in a great city like Philly or Miami or L.A. or wherever and, and play soccer. Renee, I was in a barbershop in South Jersey, Washington Township that sold <laughs> fake Messi jerseys. A barbershop? That's, that's where we're at right now. <laughs> We got wow. fake, messy jerseys in South Jersey barbershops. Hmm. I swear, that's where Inter Miami's at right now. That's wild. That's wild. <laughs> I, 
I'm not surprised, though, because now you are seeing inner Miami jerseys in stores, in barbershops, where before all you would see was basketball or football. You know, you're getting this even that something that's growing more. You go into like a Walmart or something and you're now going to see inner Miami stuff. Would love to see Philadelphia Union stuff in these Philly Walmarts and things. But, you know. They're trying. They're getting there. Messy talks. Messy talks. (laughs) Messy talks. So overall, when I read this, first I was like trying to process the salary cap because, of course, Bogues tweeted that out Wednesday. So it's like, wait a minute. But no, don't wait a minute because that doesn't surprise me at all. Like we knew bringing in and already having guys like Alba, you know, Alba and and Busquets, and now you add Messi and then you add Luis Suarez. That it's a lot of it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. But I, I just feel like this season for Miami, it's going to be more talk off the pitch than on the pitch, yeah. and that sometimes is not a recipe for success. As much as Messi, as good as Messi is, the rest of the team is not as good as Lionel Messi is here. Uh, I'm keep hearing now Messi will make the league better. Yeah, Dan. <laughs> I guess. I, I mean, obviously he's bringing eyes to the league, but making it better, might have to ask someone else. But there will be a huge mushroom cloud with a lot of collateral <laughs> damage. <laughs> yeah, I well, I mean, listen, Messi's opening the door. As much as it is, it may frustrate some people because it is Hollywood types of conversation around Messi and around the MLS. At the end of the day, for Inter Miami, they're going to find a way. I'm, I just talked about the Dodgers with deferred money with Otani. There's ways. There's always loops in salary caps, and and yeah, Dan, you're saying the salary cap rules don't apply to Inter Miami, Inter Messi, excuse me, <laughs> as you're saying in the chat. But yeah, I would not be surprised if Inter Miami finds a way to just kind of work around all these, uh, you know, finds the loopholes and and finds a way to make it happen. But then on the other side of it. The positives that you do get out of this, you get more international talents here in the MLS. Orlando City just signed Colombian forward. Your Luis guy, Muriel, yeah. Luis Muriel, just got signed to Orlando. Great um, signing from. There's a lot of other moves that just happened outside of the MLS. Mbappe, Mr. Killian Mbappe, one of my favorite players to watch, um, just officially confirmed that he is moving on from PSG. Um, him and PSG have been communicating and they're working through the exit process and Real Madrid's continuing to work on getting a deal done with him. Who knows, maybe at some point Mbappe's in the MLS or Christian Pulisic. You know, you never know now because Messi started things off who's to say Ronaldo or Neymar or Mbappe or Pulisic or you know these other names aren't also considering coming to the MLS it now just makes it possible and I think that's what I enjoy most about it more names more talents means more excitement around the league and also more opportunities in the future for the league if we want more of these type of players the MLS they're just going to have to alleviate some of these salary cap restrictions that we do have. And I mean, like, it's not just so Miami can feel MSN again, but it's more so we can disperse some of these talents. I mean, Kareem Benzema was connected to MLS. I'm sure he wanted to sign for LA, but he's also not going to take a huge pay cut to come play for MLS. So Mm -hmm. like these players do want to come here, but you got to pay what they are earning. So like when I hear like, Hama is potentially playing for RSL. I know Hama is not the same type of player. Right. That's huge because we don't want these star players to just go to Miami or the LA teams. Mm-hmm. We want them to go to the likes of Chicago, RSL, wherever, Charlotte type of market. So Yeah, and that's why it's great to see the signing like Kellen Acosta, who signed with Chicago, that actually dropped shortly after our Tuesday show. Um, also seeing Charlotte, who signed French midfielder Diani. Uh, listen, you're seeing these acquisitions, Jabril uh, Diani going to Charlotte and U.S. men's national midfielder Acosta going to Chicago and 
Portland's been another one that's been actively shopping around. It makes those types of teams uh, also have opportunities to bring in ready now these international talents or, or national team talents that they can add to their roster, which is also what's most important. Don't just load up LAFC and Inter-Miami. We want to see other teams like the union be able to find a way to financially afford these guys. So JP, before we wrap up, anything else that's been exciting on the soccer front for you? No, I mean, obviously we're getting some in word of friendlies. Yes. We are getting closer to Copa America as well. U S Mexico, Jamaica, I think Costa Rica in there as well. So it's really exciting. USA, Colombia at that crappy field in DC, <laughs> uh, June 8th. That is going to be a fun one, but yeah, we're getting closer to the warmer gets the more soccer we're going to get here in the U S. So it's gonna be a lot of fun. Stay tuned. And that's why you guys subscribe here. Cause Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We'll soccer. continue unpacking all the updates around soccer, the soccer world. I know Dan, you're mentioning Emil who went to Red Bulls. Yeah. yeah huge additions being made, not just to inner Miami. They're not happening in Chester with the union, but they're also not only happening. <laughs> they're happening Thanks elsewhere the around Bull. the league. Uh, hopefully we'll get some trickles down for the union in the future at some point. Probably not this year, but maybe in the future. Mm -hmm. So great to see jerseys dropping. I know other teams around the league drop their new kits as well. Also seeing as preseason's winding down, the way that the team's coming together. I'm looking forward to the start of the season. Of course, the opener against Aprisa on the 20th, the MLS opener against the Fire happening on the 24th. It's time, guys. It's time. So on Tuesday, we'll be previewing the season opener. That is wild to wow. say. Holy crap. We're already wow. there. Yep. Tuesday back here on PHOI Union Podcast. As wild as that is, we'll be previewing game number one for the Philadelphia Union, taking on Supreme and the CONCACAF Champions Cup. So stay tuned. Make sure you're subscribed, following, and up to date. Have a fantastic rest of your weekend. Thank you again to the Philadelphia Union. This is sick. And thank you again to all of you. See you guys next time. For Tyler, JP, myself, Renee, have a good one. Back here Tuesday, 3.30 p.m. for more Union Talk. Dupe. We're all silly like the mayor.